Oh, we have one of the all-time greats joining me here on the show here tonight for my horror shows edition. You may know him from I Know What You Did Last Summer. I still know what you did last summer. Something to talk about. Mike Franks and NCIS. We have the one and only, the great Muse Watson. Muse, how's it going? Welcome to the show. iHeartRadio Live 365, Max Max Radio. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Of course. How are you enjoying your Halloween? Um, uh, it's very quiet. It's just... Um... Me and my wife and six cattle. <laughs> and you have a long history of cattle because I know back in the day, I've heard in other interviews that people used to offer you $1,000 to get thrown off of a horse. That's right. That's <laughs> right. And, and I thought it was a lot of money. Uh, uh, as I get older, it's not so much. <laughs> <laughs> I'm feeling oh. something. I'm feeling some of those old hits, you know. <laughs> uh, I want to get into your, your early beginnings here because you grew up in Louisiana. Yeah, I did. Um, I was uh, born in Alexandria uh, at Baptist Hospital on the Red River. And uh, I went to Bolton High School and uh, Emmanuel Baptist Church. Uh, started singing at Emmanuel Baptist Church uh, in the choir. And uh, uh, ended up at uh, Louisiana Tech uh, on a music scholarship. Um, and uh, <laughs> I misbehaved quite a bit and uh, uh, lost my scholarship and got kicked out of the band and thought everything was over. And my sister, who was living in Berea, Kentucky, uh, she... Uh, saved my life and when i got into Brick college i started acting and um you know i i uh i just found what i was supposed to do when i got there and and got on stage and my my first role was uh petruchio in taming of the shrew i mean you know first role the lead in shakespeare that's i thought that was pretty good I heard that you had your first real acting lesson back in high school when your brother told you to convince these kids that were bullying you. And <laughs> they said, when you get back here in the morning, we're going to whoop your ass. He said, if you act crazy, no one's going to want to fight a crazy man. So that was your real first acting lesson. It was, and it has, uh, it has not only worked for me in my acting career, but it works for me in my personal life. <laughs> 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 you know, and, uh, but, you know, it's, uh, I, I study this species and I study the way they react and the way they make facial movements, but I'm not a big fan of this species. And so, you know, uh, right now I'm sitting out in the middle of nowhere in Vermont and, um, I'm on a little uh, cattle ranch, and uh, it's uh, it's where I study. Something to talk about. This was the the first big one with Julia Roberts. Yes. Uh, oh my gosh! And uh, that was my mother's favorite film that I ever did. And uh, you know, of course, uh, she had seen me on horses as a child. You know, so it was. Uh, uh, it it was something else. Uh, Bobby and I both rode the the entire Grand Prix, you know, and so 
Uh, I mean, we had doubles for higher jumps, but, you know, we rode the whole course at three foot. And uh, so it was, uh, that was a real special, very special film for me. Being that you were so well experienced and versed in theater, how does the world of theater prepare you for film? Uh, uh, it really, uh, it, it really depends on how an actor prepares for a character, uh, because, uh, uh, with some, with some actors, they just incorporate their own personality into uh, the situation that the person's in, and uh, those kind of people will see no difference. And um, it'll be very, very, very little difference uh, uh, in their performance, and very little, very little difference between theater and film. But uh, for um, for people who study characters on stage, um, there are um, there are technical aspects that you have to make work for the character. Um, and that's also true of film, but it's, uh, and television, but, but they're different ones. Um, you know, they're, uh, uh, not so much lighting, uh, you know, uh, uh, the, uh, the, the characters are generally on stage more presentational. Um, and because of the camera closeness uh, uh, in, the, uh, in film, you, you can become very subtle with your face. Mm -hmm. And, uh, and you know, um, practice things in the mirror like this, you know. I've used it a couple of times, um, and uh, but you know the uh, I think I think one of the biggest differences that I've seen too is that uh, uh, one is forever, and there are performances. Uh, uh, well, like. When I did Serpentes and Man of La Mancha, there are performances on stage that I wish were recorded. Uh, I'm proud of those performances, and I, I wish that I, I wish they were recorded. Something to talk about was actually your connection to. I know what you did last summer because the casting director got in contact with you because they thought you were perfect with the part because you could come off as intimidating but be good with the young talent on set. Yes, um, uh, he was uh, he was one of the producers on something to talk about, and you know when they started uh, having trouble finding a a bad guy that could film bad and drink coffee and eat craft service good, then uh, you know, and I he knew me as that kind of person. He knew that I could. Uh, take care of the killing and the coffee. <laughs> <laughs> I know you were nervous when taking this part because of the 
surrounding thoughts of people. Once you get into a horror movie, your career may not be as long and people didn't take horror actors seriously. But when growing up, when you were younger, was there any horror movie that may have inspired you for this role that you look back on? Uh, no, uh, I, I, uh, I, I was raised in, in rural Louisiana and, um, uh, uh, my father passed away when I was uh, six years old and my mom did not allow horror movies. And I, I don't remember when I first saw my first horror movie, but, uh, it, it must have been after I got to college, and uh, but uh, it, you know, to me there was no difference. Uh, you know, to me when I studied this man, um, I was enraged. My you know, I mean, my daughter had passed away, and everybody's losing touch with that. Uh, it's not even a subject. You know, and uh, so um, I uh, I tell people today now that I have a daughter, I didn't when we filmed, but I do now. And I tell everybody today that uh, those producers saw something in me that I didn't even know was there. Uh, you know, I, I really didn't understand that being a, a father meant, uh, you know, uh, understanding all the secret service techniques, you know, <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, it does. So I think what makes this such a timeless film when you look back on it is the writing because it, your part is perfect. It's a revenge story. And Ben Willis, the fisherman is one of the all time horror icons. Now to all the horror fans and just the star studded cast that you're with. It's unbelievable. I mean, you look at everyone else on that set from Sarah Michelle Geller, Jennifer Love Hewitt, Freddie Prince Jr. And you and you even said in the past that you think you thought Ryan was gonna be the next big star. I did. Uh, and he still is in my opinion. Yeah. Uh, you know, the, the the thing about it the thing about it is is that that's one of the reasons I think that uh, uh, so many of us that signed up later uh, were willing to do so so quickly when the opportunity presented itself was because of the cast who had already signed. Uh, you know, uh, you know, you don't. I mean, you don't get any better than Michelle Geller and Jennifer Love Hewitt. I mean, she was. <laughs> and, and Johnny Galecki as well, because I know there was the scene there when you put the hook in his throat and drag him across the table. Absolutely, um, and and uh, Johnny Galecki just one of my favorite people. He's just one of the greatest guys there in the world. And, uh, the Big Bang Theory. He was known on Roseanne before that as well. Yeah, yeah, and uh, he's a he's subtle, but he's a consummate actor. Uh, and uh, so, uh, I I really. Uh, I, I really, you know, the, the whole thing about uh, making a horror picture is if everybody's taking it seriously as an acting job and, you know, everybody was and everybody was, you know, uh, 
creating this uh, unique character. It was very, uh, very good show to be on. Oh, you could tell that you really got into this role, especially because you take over right on the screen, especially when you're revealed as Ben Willis, not even in the shot, the yeah. slicker, because as soon as you knock out Freddie Prince's character, boom, you could feel Muse Watson's presence right there. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, and, and, and to me, uh, that energy had to be there in that uh, because it was very difficult to make that energy go through a coat like this guy wears, you know. So uh, it took, uh, I, I practiced that quite a bit. You know, it, it's, uh, you also uh, study movement uh, as an actor, you know. And you can walk in the room like this, or you can walk in a room like this. And that's two different people. It's two entirely different people. And, you know, um, you have to make those decisions for the characters that you play. And uh, Ben, uh, uh, did I tell you about me conjuring Ben and him laughing at me? No. Uh you know, one of the things that I think we don't teach enough of to our uh, new actors coming up is that uh, we always teach them how to get in character, but we never teach them how to get out. And, you know, I've, I've seen some of the uh, Hollywood uh, suicides and things that were obviously tied to uh, their last character. And, and, and it it worries me some in that, and I I myself have studied it. it, it at any rate, with that said, um, when I was going to do Ben Willis, he scared me to death. For me to loan him my body, I didn't know if I'd get it back. And so one night, I'm trying to play his music. And I'm trying to think in his terms, and I just get the feeling that he's laughing at me. And so I just mythically say, what the hell are you laughing at? And he says to me in my head, you're trying to work yourself up to the point where you kill somebody. And for me, it's like chewing gum. You know, I'm psychotic. It's nothing to me. And, you know, um, most of the moves that I made, I had nothing. You know? Well, that's had... an interesting perspective because I know there's been some actors coming out recently speaking about what it's like to be a method actor and in relation to what you brought up the suicides in Hollywood with Heath Ledger because that was a devastating one. Yes, and uh, um, I'm I'm quite convinced that uh, that that kind of um, I don't know um, assistance should be given to uh, anyone who takes on that kind of role. It's very difficult. Yeah. Uh, I. 
I have I have uh, some uh, things that I do to go that I go through to get rid of characters and things like that, and uh, and I made sure that I worked on Ben Willis. Uh, you know, there are actually five characters that my wife says are not welcome in our home. <laughs> <laughs> the fisherman's one of them. <laughs> yes, definitely, and uh, so. Uh, you know, but uh, you know, it's it's important to be able to get rid of the characters, and um, you know, um, and it's uh, and 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 sometimes it's uh, difficult with the tight shooting schedule to get any break at all, you know, and uh, but I've you know I've uh, they weren't horror movies, but I've killed uh, several people on film. You know, um, I've shot my I've shot myself twice. Uh, you know, and if you don't think an actor checks his load, you ought to see me before I blow my brains out. <laughs> I check my load. Yeah. But uh, you know, I um, I feel so blessed with my career. I mean, I would have preferred a, a little more versatility with my uh, film and TV career, but um, I had um, I had a pretty versatile theatrical career, and then uh, you know. Um, when I when I got to Hollywood, they uh, were steering me in the tough guy gonna kill you thing, and uh, and I, and as an actor, I can do that. I mean, so you know, and the money was good. And I feel very blessed, uh, but uh, by the same token, I. Uh, uh, there are actors in Hollywood, believe it or not, and and they are gems to work with. And then there are other people who are just themselves in every role that they do, and uh, and 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 those people are are kind and sweet as they can be too. So I mean, uh, but uh, I I I didn't know how few actors I'd run into. Sarah Michelle Geller is definitely one of them because I know you established a bond with her on set. You used to take walks together, and one day she asked the PA on the set to get her a water, and you said you couldn't have got that yourself, and she told you the, the more you ask for, the better they treat you. <laughs> and she's so right. Uh, she was, uh, Lord have mercy, she had worked forever, you know, uh, and uh, uh, she... Uh, she was a, a, a special person to get to know. How's your relationship with Jennifer Love Hewitt to this day? Because I know you guys reunited a few times, I think on Ghost Whisperer and then Saturday Night Live, you had to put the, the slicker over your Walker Texas Ranger outfit. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, it was uh, it was something. I, I was, uh, 
I always felt so close to uh, love because we we lived in the same building in Burbank when when we were both cast in this thing. And so we had seen each other like down at the pool or whatever, you know. And um, so uh, then uh, I when I got to the set to film, uh, she had gone to a pottery place and made a, a, a special thing for each one of the cast. And uh, she's just such a kind and sweet person. And, uh, you know, just uh, unbelievably kind, both of them. Jennifer Love Hewitt also asked for the medic and if you were all right at the end, because you did your own stunts for the ending scene of, I know what you did last summer on the boat, I heard. No, no, uh, no, just pieces, uh, like, um, um, like I rode the accelerator to the top of the mast and, and blacked out the camera. Uh, but then the fall into the ocean, uh, was the stunt though. And, uh, so I was doing like one thing and then he would do the worst part. And then apparently you popped all your blood vessels in your eye. Oh gosh! Uh, after he did the swing into the ocean, I think, or maybe it was before, um, they put me in the rig to swing me back and forth across the ship, and uh, I thought, oh geez, you know, I just had body parts cut off. I, I'm probably screaming my head off. And I didn't think about it technically with my body. So I'm hanging from one leg, swinging back and forth across the ship. And I'm screaming, which they could have put in later or whatever. Uh, and all of that pressure of being upside down and screaming, I busted all the blood vessels in my eyes. And that's not something you feel. You don't feel any pain from it. There's no, there's no pain up there. And, uh, so uh, when I got down off the rig, I got up and I was going to talk to Love and Love took one look at me and screamed for the medic when she saw my eyes because they're just solid blood, you know, and uh, they, the blood eyes and actually shooting schedule, uh, uh, I was actually criticized on one on one kill because the hat was too far down. <laughs> we, <laughs> we were trying to film that one with the bloody eyes, you know, so uh, uh -huh. uh, it's a did, little Did they keep you away from the actors once you were in the slicker? Because I know sometimes what they do with the with the person who's usually playing the villain in a horror film, they keep them away from the cast so that they get the real scare factor when they see him for the first time. I don't, I don't think so. Uh, I mean, I was a totally different guy when I was in there filming with them. And, you know, I don't, I don't think there was any question in their minds. They knew I'd kill them. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like chewing gum. <laughs> but uh, it's uh it's uh, very scary at times and very interesting at times. And, and uh, um, 
you know, the um, sometimes the scariest scenes in the world are the most fun to film. And and in between takes, you're just laughing yourself crazy, you know, and uh, thinking about what the reaction is going to be, you know. But uh, it's, uh, I mean, you know, growing up in Louisiana, I heard some scary things when I was a kid, and there was a lot of voodoo, and, uh, you know, there was, uh, there, there was some scary stories for sure. But, uh, you know, the, the scariest animal I know is the homo sapien. I mean... We're a scary species, yeah. and uh, you know it's. Uh, uh, I, I, I try to uh, uh, make these people comfortable in their own skin. Or at least I first started out that way, until I started playing people that were not. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, you know, it's been. It's been quite a uh, quite an adventure. This film was a huge hit eventually because I remember when you you told your boss when you were working, I think you were working for the Teamsters. I read online, you said that we have the number one movie out right now. And he was just like, yeah, get back to work. (laughs) Oh, oh, no, no, no. That's uh, the Teamsters thing that that was way before I was. I was uh, way before before I was filming, yeah. But uh, no, what happened was um, my agent called and said that there was bad talk around town about the film. And and he said, so if you don't want to fly back from your hideout in the Smokies to Los Angeles to go to the, you know, opening night then you don't have to come and i said oh you mean i don't have to come to the opening and he said no well boy love and michelle and everybody they were like what (laughs) but um anyway uh i didn't go and the next morning i wake up and the guy that works for me uh he and i were working around the place there in the hills and uh, the phone rang in the shop and I picked it up and they told me the news and I hung it up. I came walking out of the shop and I looked at this guy that works for me and I said, I got the number one movie in the nation. And George went, yeah, we got to move that tractor. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, it's, uh, Unbelievable. I tell tell young actors today, I mean, you know, I say, you know, don't, don't, don't let all this celebrity and all the likes you get on the internet, don't let that go to your head. When you think about it, your fans are looking at a character that you portray and that character you portray, you didn't pick out his clothes. You didn't do his makeup. You didn't even write the words he says, you know? So 
Don't let this be too big a thing for you. Do you think the perception has changed since now because you were in a successful horror film? Do you think the perception has changed over time now with Hollywood that horror movies in which people can't act, they usually do a horror movie? Do you think that perception has changed now? Um, uh, well, you know, um, I think uh, someone else who did probably more than I did uh, was uh, Lord have mercy. She was on NCIS and my dementia won't let me think of her name. She's got three names and one of them's Jane. Oh, uh, uh, Curtis. Oh, Jamie Lee Curtis. Jamie Lee Curtis. Uh, I think she has done an amazing thing for, uh, you know, being able to go from one to the other, you know? I mean, she hasn't stayed with horror, neither have I. So, uh, but, uh, but, you know, uh, by the same token, when I made that film, uh, uh, I needed the money, uh, you know, and, uh, and and I know some people have uh, you know where they don't they won't they won't choose horror, but when you get a picture that big, uh, boy, it's it's hard not to take the money. And uh, and Lord have mercy, I'm still taking the money. The residuals are great from that film. Yeah, it's always on October this whole month. I know that was on, I think, a couple of days ago. I, I saw it was on TV. And then shortly after, how, how quickly did you find out that they were going to be shooting a sequel, which is I still know what you did last summer? Oh, I, I, I don't even know that I would find out unless, uh, you know, somebody I know would, was telling me. Uh but uh, you mean something that they were going to do that didn't involve me? Oh, no. I mean, after the first one, how quickly did you find out about the sequel, the next one? Oh, uh, well, uh, it was uh, it was fairly quickly, uh, I think. Um, but uh, I was in Cape Town, South Africa, shooting Dusk Till Dawn. The second and, one. Uh, and that's when, uh, and it was, and it was hard to reset up because, uh, you know, my days were their nights, you know. So, uh, but we got it squared away. Yeah. Uh, and 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 once again, I think everybody's concern in the cast is, is everybody who's still alive coming back, and and everybody was so, yeah. you know. Another huge cast, and I heard that Brandy was afraid to meet you. <laughs> yes, uh, when I when I first uh, got on the set, uh, it was on the studio lot, and uh, I was walking down through the trailers, and Love grabbed me and said, "Hey, uh, Brandy is so scared to meet you," and I said, "Oh." I said, where is she? And she said, well, she's in the 
studio uh, cafeteria. I went over there, and as soon as I walked in the door, Brandy was, ah, she was screaming. And uh, she had, like, uh, two girls on each side of her and she was scooting down so far she was like under the table and uh, I went over and we talked for a few minutes but uh, I'm not sure that first meeting got her over it uh, <laughs> I, think it I think it took a little while but, <laughs> but uh, you know hey that's what I was hired for so that people didn't have to hide in the cafeteria you know? <laughs> Exactly right. Jack Black was also in this film, Makai Pfeiffer. You had more stars in this one as well. Yeah, yeah. Jack Black, such a talent. Um, you know, um, the uh, we had we had a little we we had a little confusion about when they wanted to put uh, Jack's murder in and all that. And we had a little confusion about how big it should be, I think. And so we were hearing some talk about, you know, what they were going to do and everything. And I, uh, I went straight on from that film straight to my next film. And so they called and said that they would like to add a little bit to Jack's uh, uh, murder. And I said, well, I'm on the East Coast working, but I said, for it to be me and for that to be, you know, for the fisherman to be consistent, I said, uh, let me, uh, let me, you fly me home on the weekend and let me film it on the weekend. Well, they decided that was all too much trouble since I was already working on another picture. So they, decided to just start CGI and everything and so uh, but uh, you know we all worked really hard on that picture it's one of the all-time sequels as well I know fans love it yeah yeah and uh, I mean uh, everything everything that you were dealing with as far as emotions of the actors was all just dead on. Uh, I, was, I heard I'm you proud. broke your toe on this set as on uh, this set too. Uh, oh my. Yeah. Oh gosh. That's right. Uh, um, it, uh, my big toe, uh, uh, broke on a rock and uh on the beach in mexico and uh it just um <clears throat> it got involved with uh uh with the joint itself and uh revealed a bunion of bone that was sticking out it was just it was crazy you put a lot yeah. of sacrifice into these roles I, uh, there was a little role I did over in, uh, Europe, uh, where they wanted to, uh, kill me by dragging me behind a pickup truck at 45 miles an hour. And they built a little creeper, you know, like mechanics use where you couldn't see the wheels. 
and they were towing me behind the pickup truck and uh, at 45 miles an hour, the cable broke that was hooked to the creeper. And I busted myself all the pieces, but uh, it's, uh, and then there's been couple others that were <laughs> interesting. <laughs> if I Die Before I Wake was an interesting picture. Your co-star wrote you a letter. He did. It was like uh, the finest compliment I ever got as an actor. Uh, the actress playing the mom who I raped in the shower. Uh, you know, I I bash her husband where he's dead, and then I rape her in the shower. And uh, the next day, I uh, got in a, a thank you card from her uh, uh, for my professionalism. And I thought, you know, if you get a thank you card for a rape scene, uh, I, you know, that's acting. That's that's not, and uh, and and what you see in the film is what you're supposed to see in the film. It's violent and it's nasty, you know. And uh, uh, I don't know. I think that's one of the finest compliments I ever got as an actor uh, was to get that card from her. What are your thoughts on, I know what you did last summer being parodied in Scary Movie, because Scary Movie has become one of the all-time big parody movies for horror films, such as Scream, and I know what you did last summer. So what are your thoughts when you see parodies of I know what you did last summer? Uh, well, uh, I'd just like to say to those participating that uh, I don't take their impersonation very well. And uh, if they want to uh, put their life at risk, go ahead. <laughs> Who said that? Who was that? <laughs> oh, NCIS, Mike Franks, oh. another huge role. Yeah, yeah. Um, that was uh, that that was a very very interesting interesting guy, and I I I enjoyed I enjoyed letting him take over my body, for sure. I agree that I think that they made a mistake in killing you off because it was an important role. You were a mentor figure. Well, I I think they realized that after it happened, they were you know. Uh, I think what what one of the producers said to me was, "Your fans are rabid, <laughs> rabid." So anyway, um, I I do I I do have uh, fans that I'm so grateful that uh, that that understand. That, you know, 
you know, the whole idea is versatility, you know. I want to touch on this because it's so important in which you wrote the forward to stars in her eyes, navigating the maze of childhood autism, because I heard about your daughter and her being autistic and just what you've been doing for people who have autism out there. And I want to thank you and just touch on that a little bit. Well, that's, that's why I'm in Vermont. She's, uh, she's in Landmark College in Putney, Vermont, which is the only college and the United States, which is, uh, it's uh, only has autistic, ADHD, and dyslexic children there. And so, uh, and uh, she actually um, has just started her radio show. Wow. No, congratulations. That's huge. And like, and like her dad, uh, she's into the blues and so she's uh, got a show called the blues train at landmark college wow yeah i came from college radio so that's that's amazing that's big time oh yeah exactly yeah and, that's where uh, everyone gets their start you got to start as soon as you get the first opportunity i know people start in high school college so that's big time that she's starting her own show in college well you know i I just, uh, and I, and I love it that it's about, that it's, you know, dedicated to the blues. You know, I just love that. Uh, you know, jazz and the blues is my favorite, you know, uh, in, in acting, um, I would, I would decide particularly on stage, I would decide on, uh, as I conjured the character, I would decide on what they drank their liquor and you know some it was scotch and some were bourbon and some were beer well anyway so i i did that and then when i got in trouble with alcohol and had to get rid of it out of my life uh i had to come up with something else and i started looking for a character's music and when i found his music i had him and then all I had to do when I got on set, what well, I didn't even have to look at the lines. All I had to do was listen to his music, you know, and it got me in character. So. What music was Ben Willis listening to? Oh, now. <clears throat> ben. <clears throat> ben didn't listen to music. Ben didn't listen to nothing. <laughs> mm -hmm. Oh, man. So, Use, tell me what you have on the way. What are you working on next? Well, I, uh, you know, I, uh, I had uh, a picture that I was going to do, uh, but uh, it's, uh, I think the timing's off. It was a story about uh, two old men going down the Mississippi all the way to New Orleans. And uh, uh, I used it as an excuse to buy the boat. And uh, the boat is uh, uh, on the Mississippi. So, uh, I mean, on the uh, Ohio River. And it's docked in a really good place. And uh, so 
uh, got the boat. I guess the, the movie don't matter. Diary but, of a uh, Lunatic? Uh, Diary of a Lunatic? Diary of a Lunatic uh, was, I shot it while I was in New York. And uh, uh, I think there's some very, very interesting uh uh, creations gonna come out of these guys. Uh, these guys started off as a stunt team, and then uh, you know started uh, uh, gathering the talent around them. And, uh, just uh, you know, I think it's gonna be a good series. So. I think so as well, especially what you're telling me. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it it. Uh, uh, they they've got the potential for a very very good series, and there are very few uh, of those kind of series that you know that make it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Muse, is there anything else you would love to let my audience and listeners know that we didn't cover here tonight? Um, let me tell you something uh, pretty serious, really serious. I've been a lot of people in my life. And I've been to a lot of people's brains. And there ain't nothing, nothing more important than being kind. You got that right. And and bless you, Muse. Thank you for coming on the show. I, I had a great time speaking with you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. You too. Thank you to your management for helping setting this up as well. No problem. Thank you, Muse. I'm looking forward to your upcoming work. Thank you for everything that you've done. Thank you. Enjoy the rest of your night, Muse. Take care and stay safe.